Hey, 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 friends, and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to A Walk with Friends, and it's me, your friend and cheery host, Marcella. We will be walking through the word and jumping into a new book today, and we will be going into the letter of First Peter. I'm really excited to bring this letter to you guys because as I continue to study the Bible, I'm really fascinated by Peter's character. There are a couple things that really stand out that I'd like to share with you guys before we jump into our reading. All context that I'm taking is coming from TheEnduringWord.com and a little bit of some insight from Pastor Chuck Swindle. Peter's name was actually mentioned in the Gospels more than anyone except the name of Jesus. No one speaks in the Gospels as often as Peter did, and Jesus spoke more to Peter than to any other individual. Jesus rebuked Peter more than any other disciple, and Peter was the only disciple who dared to rebuke Jesus. Peter confessed Jesus more boldly and accurately than any other disciple. Peter also denied Jesus more forcefully and publicly than any other disciple. Jesus praised Peter more than any other disciple, and Jesus addressed Peter as Satan alone among the disciples. Since Peter is so prominent in the gospel records, it is worthwhile to remind ourselves of some of the important mentions of Peter in the record of biblical history. Like in Matthew 14, Peter stepped out of the boat during a raging storm and walked on the water with Jesus. In John 6, Peter was the one who said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and to know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Matthew 17, Peter saw Jesus transfigured in glory together with Moses and Elijah. In John 18, Peter was the one who cut off the right ear of Malchus, the servant of the high priest, when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus. There are so many accounts and reports of Peter in the Gospels. And so getting to hear his letter in 1 Peter is really special. In this letter, Peter is writing to a group of Christians scattered throughout the northern areas of Asia Minor, where he may have previously preached the Gospel, and they are now facing persecution. Peter spoke much about persecution, which anticipated the persecution he and other Christians would endure in the final years of Nero's reign. First Peter is so important because it focuses on the importance of believers bearing up under unjust suffering, yet continuing to live well. This is a letter from Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's chosen people who are living as foreigners in the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. God the Father knew you and chose you long ago 
and His Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed Him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though you must endure trials for a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. You love him, but you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. And you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. This salvation was something even the prophets wanted to know more about when they prophesied about this gracious salvation prepared for you. They wondered what time or situation the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about when he told them in advance about Christ's suffering and his great glory afterward. They were told that their messages were not for themselves, but for you. And now, this good news has been announced to you by those who preached in the power of the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. It is all so wonderful that even the angels are eagerly watching these things happen. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the heavenly father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now, in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, and you have placed your faith and hope in God. 
because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you.